1: Fishing
0: like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next
2: adventure on Fishing Booker.
0: Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1.
2: Episode number 101 here the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place. We're in the Buckatorium in the lovely city of Sherrard, Illinois. I'm Steve right here with my best pal, Kurt. What's going on, Kurt? I'm doing good. You're out of breath. And that was uh, pretty funny to me
0: that you ran out of breath during the intro.
2: I, uh, I felt like I was going to cough for a second.
0: <laughs> Eric is working. Imagine that. Holding true to the name.
2: Man, he's, you know, he's doing what he's got to do to make a buck, you know? Make a buck so you can save money to shoot a buck. That's right. It's kind of the cycle of our lives. It is. Uh, dude, I'm super stoked to be here. I You know what I'm super stoked about? The season's right around the corner. It's super close. I got my HHA dialed in. HHA Sports is... Uh, is awesome. That was
0: awful. Um, no, HHA Sports uh, hashtag Single Pin Nation putting out the best single pin sites. One hundred percent, no questions asked warranty. So if you're using that thing and you drop it out of your stand and it, hopefully it doesn't break. But if it does, your money's it's good for basically forever. So it's kind of like a no brainer. Get the best site, single pin. That, that's another thing. Guys are like single pin or not single pin. But it's it's lifetime warranty. So a company that backs their product mm-hmm. and backs our podcast is a great company yeah, and in that, our eyes. So
2: And that's why we're proud to be uh partnered with them. Yeah, Someone it's else made in America too, by the way. So oh, I kinda throw that in there, as yeah. is everyone else in this podcast. Uh another person, uh a group a company I should say that we're proud to be partnered with. Um guys, like I said, deer season's right around the corner. You're gonna shoot that deer of a lifetime or that doe of a lifetime, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever deer you shoot, whether if you're in west central Illinois, or eastern, central, I think east central Iowa. Yeah, you can get get that far. Go down, go down 67 South in Illinois. Start driving. You're gonna pass by beautiful Sherrard. You're gonna keep going down. You're gonna get down to anyway. It's Smith's Custom Meats Smith's and Custom Meats. Ah oh, man, I was trying to get the, the hollers. I'm just like in. man, the directions Sorry, don't man. matter.
0: It's the place. Um, yeah, Smith's Custom Meats. In my opinion. It's the cleanest processor you can go to. You can trust them with your meat. You don't have to worry about it being handled dirty. Or you know, I love it because when I cook backstrap, I can way undercook it, which is how I like to yeah. eat it. And I don't have to worry about it being dirty because I know my processor took care of it the correct way. And he's got a new facility. Well, the same new facility he's had, but he's already expanded mm-hmm. it. And I was in there earlier this summer, and I got to see his new cooler that he has. And I got to say it's about as big as my house um i don't know how many deer he said he could fit in it we've got to get him back on and check in with them but we'll have to do it after season because there's no way he's going to have time now but yeah um it's just a booming business and it's for us it's local and it's honest and good and i don't know why you want to argue or go anywhere else i mean that's really all it is and they support our podcast so we're super thankful for that
2: hey we gotta like that um you know everybody that supports us we thank you but we want to take this time uh To thank uh, thank our veterans, which we we try to do each and every podcast. But what we're going to do this week is our guest here, Corey Ruark, from the lovely Wild Oaks Whitetails. I almost wanted to call it the Wild Buck Lures. We're going to get into that in a minute, but you're going to do the vet shout-out this week.
1: Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm not going to shout-out to myself, uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to my twin brother, Cody. um, Also served in the Air Force myself. Uh, several officers that I work with at the county, um, Paul Dingledine, um, Ed Schultz, I know Christopher Sarah um, all served in the military and you know we can't thank them enough so yeah, awesome yeah thanks a lot guys. of sacrifices
2: Ooh. for wow.
0: sure. the reason why we're doing this podcast and Steve would say doing this podcast in English. Thank you vet. Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: so. uh, I do want to
1: make one more shout out um, a good buddy of mine in the Air Force uh, unfortunately passed away. About a year, year and a half ago, Mr. Daniel mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate situations in his life, and uh, really, really, really good buddy of mine, and uh, I really want to give a shout out to him.
0: No problem. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for your service, and uh, we love
2: you. Yes, sir. We love you so much. So yeah, let's um, now let's get into what they fought so hard for: our freedom to hunt and our uh, freedom to start a business that will help hunters enjoy. The, and the and to drink beer labor.
0: and have fun and talk about it, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do all of those. Why not? <laughs> <It's>, sounds good. <laughs> so, Wild Oak Whitetails. We are holding bottles of this sweet, sweet nectar right now in the studio, and I like this one. It's a local, yes, uh, business, a new local business, and it's honest. I don't Very know honest. what else anyone wants in a company. <laughs> Um, but go ahead and just kind of tell us about the company and a little bit about yourself and, uh, let people know what you're about.
1: Okay. Well, uh, my name is Corey and, uh, well, I started this company along with uh, a good buddy of mine, Colton Parchard, uh, about two years ago, um, I started out with an idea. You know, I trained mm-hmm. him at work and, uh, at the sheriff's office and we just always talked hunting and, um, one idea led to another and we both decided, Hey, let's just stop talking. Let's do it. Right. You know? So we both saved up some money and bought a couple fawns. And uh we started from there in the first year uh we were collecting the urine by hand. I mean these little fawns were if we were lucky uh doing their thing on the tarp that we had down <laughs> and i got I got about uh i don't know three quarters of a gallon and I didn't sell anything. I just handed everything out to everybody and just mm-hmm. I wanted people to try it out you know I'm not gonna yeah make money on something I'm not certain of you know right. um, i'm not, I'm not about making money i just i, I want to give the hunters the advantage because mm-hmm. we are at a disadvantage when it comes to hunting deer so mm-hmm. um and you know one thing led to another and we you know getting more deer and got lucky enough to build a pretty nice uh, collection facility so and we're about two years into it um last year was going to be my launching year but you know with working that's what this is about working two jobs man on top of running this business so um i was a little bit late into the season uh Mm -hmm. with collecting so um we did we did fairly well for about a month you know we get, we sold for about a month until season was over and then yeah this year this year's gonna be our big launching year I started collecting already and uh this is gonna be it i mean i've I've got my deer stalled up every night and they're all tamed they're all stress free that's awesome well, yep. the thing
0: is you got a lot to look forward to because if you were late into it last year, just like starting up and this is gonna be you already have you already started bottling I mean we're holding some of it right now, yes, and your <laughs> seasons you know Oh, geez, it's coming up quick, depending on when this podcast is mm-hmm. finally released. But it's, you know, it's right around the corner here, and you're already ahead of the game. So that's well, awesome. I'm trying to be, you know. Last trying to keep year, up with the game. Uh,
1: well, you know, the deer hunting game is pretty tough to keep up with. But, yeah, um, you know, last year was a scramble. But, you know... Uh, this year's going to be different. This year is going to be, you know, last year I kept saying, okay, this can going to be my launching year. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunate situations happen, and it just didn't work out that way. So, yeah. um, But we got very good reviews from what we did sell, and uh, this year I plan on building an empire. So, I bought that two models of this
2: last year. Did you? Yeah, but I went through two of them, and actually had some really great uh, great success with it. Um, I'll tell you what I did have, too. Right where I put it, uh, I had a coyote come in, run, and sniff it. Mm-hmm look around for a little bit, and he kind of hung around for a minute or two and yep. then took off, so. Steve was using it as, like, body spray or something. It was, like yeah. It was. <laughs> I do that,
1: too, when I run out of deodorant. Trust yeah, he's trying
0: to just dab a little underneath the chin there. You're good to go. It's yeah. aftershave.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, um it, and it's cool, you know, because you buy it local, and I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weird with, like, you know, things like this where I'm like, okay, if it's, like, a California-raised deer or it's a, mm-hmm. you know montana raised deer you know i was like i in the back of my mind for some reason this is probably not there's no rhyme or reason for it but i think i'm like they know yeah you know so i'm like all right if they're eating the same food that's in this area you know and they're doing the same things breathing the same air for some reason to me that just says like it's gonna work better and again there's no rhyme or reason for it
1: yeah well you know what i'm trying to do um our big thing in the company is it's one deer, one bottle, guaranteed. I mean, I have one deer in a stall, per stall, and I collect that urine from that stall. Mm-hmm. And when I go to put it into a container, I put that stall in a separate container. Mm-hmm. If you guys, you guys know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so right. that way when I take it back to the house and I hand bottle everything, um, I know what deer goes in every bottle. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, and I'm not going to knock other companies, you know, I'm not here to do that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these big, you know, these bigger companies they, they buy their urine from small guys like me, and they buy it all across the United States, and it's just not as realistic. Does it work? Absolutely, it absolutely works, but it's not as realistic. Yeah, I, know, a lot of people don't know that. I bet. If well, I didn't
2: know. And at least with you, you know where where the urine's coming from. Uh, you know, well that
0: too. And I would assume I don't know for sure. Maybe you wouldn't. And you, what you were saying, like one deer, one bottle, yes, is. Do most like big big companies have it to where multiple deer's urine gets filtered into like one big area, and yes. then that just gets mixed up and poured into bottles?
1: That's a, I, I can guarantee you. That's exactly what happens. I mean, uh, one of the jobs I work at, we started getting urine in May to mm-hmm. sell on the shelves, and it's like how long was that sitting in a warehouse before they put it on our shelves? You yeah, know, they decide to ship it to our warehouse, that's and a good it's point. just you know it, when a, when a buck or, you know, any deer for that matter, if they're going to go up to their scrape and they're going to smell urine and, and they smell urine from 50 different deer, they're going to think, hey, where's the brothel? It's just not <laughs> as realistic, you <laughs> right, know? Sure. But when they go in and they smell, let's say you're using uh, my fawn urine um, in conjunction with my doe urine, then they're going to smell, okay, well this doe's got a fawn, I need to kick this fawn out of here in order to get mama back into estrus. Yeah. And that's a little bit more realistic, you know, so if you're using like a bottle of my fawn and a bottle of doe, or even just, you know, just regular doe urine, or even I haven't started collecting estrus yet, because I collect it when it's fresh, and mm-hmm. I know when they go into estrus, so, mm-hmm. um, it just makes it more realistic, when a buck smells that urine, he's smelling that urine from one deer, I mean, it's, these deer, yeah. they, they don't have a, a separate area that they go into the woods to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and they, well, that's a good point, too, because <laughs> yeah,
2: <exactly. laughs>
0: there's a lot of guys that are real serious about, uh, you know, bow hunting and everything that they're like, I'm kind of nervous about using scent. But when mm-hmm. you put it that way, it's like, well, yeah, when it's manufactured at, from whatever company and you're like, well, it's probably a mixture. And how long has it been on the shelf? Whereas this is just bottled. I mean, within a couple of weeks, I'm sure. And
1: that bottle I gave you probably two days ago. Really? OK, yes, so
0: if I put this out in the woods, it's going to smell like urine that's fresh. It's going to
1: smell like it just got done eating and then decided had to take, <laughs> take this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know what I mean? That's a good point and a strong win for supporting some smaller businesses like yourself and especially locally, like Steve was saying, yeah. it's in the region. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a win-win. I don't know why. I mean, I'm going to give it a shot for sure. Okay. And I know you guys mentioned something about trying it in front of trail cameras.
1: You know, we, uh, I gave uh, my twin brother uh cody ruark who uh is my big deer hunter um that i go to he's my go-to guy when it comes to you know tips mm-hmm. on hunting and stuff i
0: have some deer for him
1: uh, oh yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know i gave him a bottle last year of my fawn urine mm-hmm. and uh he put it in front of his trail his trail cameras and it was just these bucks and he's been following this buff for about three years now mm-hmm. um he named him mr crabs and he was just going nuts over it really I mean, he had his nose up in the air he had his lip curled and it was right around the rut season, so he was wanting to know where that fawn was because he knew where mama was, mm-hmm. and it just every single night he was coming back to that same spot. So a lot of guys, I mean, they'll pick up the scent or uh, they'll pick up the bottles to put it in front of their trail their trail cameras in order to, you know, yeah, maybe attract the bucks that are a little bit weary about going into different areas. So,
0: well, I got four trail cameras sitting here in the studio that I'm I'm gonna try and get put up here in the next week, and I'll I'll put a bunch out there and okay. see. Uh, We'll see what happens. It'll be cool. Sounds good.
2: Now, how would you, um, you know, because I know there's going to be a lot of guys. You ask 10 guys who get 10 different opinions. How would you go about using using your buck lure? What would you personally use it with? Like, give me the situation. Paint me a beautiful Bob Ross picture.
1: Well, I can tell you what I do with it, you know, and I'm not a professional deer hunter. In fact, I just got back into deer hunting last year. But what I do is I put some on my boots. A lot of people get these wicks. They hang them in the air, which is great. That's that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother he takes cotton balls and he puts it inside of a pill bottle, oh, and yeah. he closes it up whenever he's done using it. Mm. What I do um, is I put it on my boots and I sprinkle it underneath my boots. That way, when I'm walking, and I'll just keep dropping it as I'm walking. You know, a drop here, a drop there, mm-hmm. and then when I get to my stand, I will do like a big arc. Uh, on both directions, depending on the wind, mm-hmm. so that way it just depends on the wind where the buck comes out. If they head this way, they pick up the scent, and they did, you know they're going to follow that scent back. You right. don't want to follow it directly. You don't want to have it directly following straight to your stand. But when I do get up in the stand, I'll I'll put it up on the you know I'll sprinkle a little bit up on the bow rail, and you know that's more of a scent cover, if, right? If anything, so like my brother uses raccoon. Reckon piss for a scent coverage it's so, so it's so interesting <laughs> man
0: it's some people are so into it and w- that's awesome i i just have been so weary of it but i i definitely will give it a shot but you know you have one guys. there's there's guys that do that and then i've also heard of people doing um even putting like a little scent wick with urine or whatever oh, you yeah. were on a fishing pole and running oh. it out and that way <laughs> you don't track your human scent and yeah. reeling it in towards your stand that way
2: Every deer hunter's yeah. got their tricks, man yeah. you know I'm pretty sure I saw uh uh our buddy t bone he took a um oh, uh, the um uh, tarsal gland off a, of a buck and put it on, <laughs> on a It, like threw it out and he was something in the silo and then reeled it back in <laughs> that's a great idea, yeah, that's might have been what I saw that on. yeah
0: Because i'm a big fan every time I shoot a buck, I cut the tarsal glands off and put those babies in a zip i want
1: that's one thing i've been really thinking about, and uh I want to try experiment with but um the tarsal gland scent's tough. Yeah, oh, I mean, because I, I, I can't take the tarsal gland off a of deer that I harvest and sell it. I, I can't right. sell the scent off of that because that's illegal. Um it it's against uh, state and federal laws. You can't like you can't sell deer meat meat to somebody. All the deer meat you buy at a I store mean, comes from a farm. Yeah, yeah. So any wild game, anything associated with wild game you can't do. Um which is weird because that and, that organ is harvested off a of dead animal so I can't do that. So it's
0: weird, but it's probably for the better because the poaching would probably yeah, take yeah. off. Uh, you something. bet it would.
1: You bet it would. You know? um,
0: but, admit I mean, how do you... Do they sell bottles of tarsal gland? No. Of like uh, well,
1: a, some companies claim they do, but I don't know how it's possible. you almost have... W- to- when a deer urinates, especially when it gets close, they piss all over their tarsal glands anyways. So you're really getting the tarsal gland scent. It's a so marketing play, I bet. It mm. is. It, ab- it absolutely is. I... I guarantee that you'd have to almost like duct tape little cups
0: underneath the tarsal gland of a buck you have and to. collect it that way you, you know what I mean though <laughs> oh
2: yeah no if you walk around you see all the deer with the little Dixie cups hanging around the back of their legs like dude what in the world
1: you guys you guys want to know what's funny when, when I first started this company out we had a you know a lot of guys from work would ask me well how do you collect the urine what do you do well, of course, I'm not going to tell them how I do it. Yeah. I'm going to tell them something that's completely just oh, blowing smoke up their butt, man. Yeah, so what'd, you tell, what'd you tell them? Oh, what'd you tell Well, God. what I do is I, I... Well, I get them lots of water and... I, had a, I have to hook a catheter up to him, but I can't really get the catheter into a drainage system, so I have to get my wife out there to really it's kind of like sucking through a straw it's oh, no. like siphoning gas, so
2: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what they get for asking <laughs> oh, I was I knew it was going somewhere I was
1: I was training a guy one time, you guys, and he asked me i'm like and I told him that, and you should have seen the look on his face. he's like, Are you kidding me? I'm like, oh yeah, it, oh, but it's no. a dirty business, man you got to do it it's it's, <laughs> it's it's liquid gold. Did man. you ever tell him you were joking? Oh, I had to oh, after about oh. after about two days. <laughs> He's so going for home. two days, he thought I was some sick dude. He perfect. went home. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, I man.
2: take it. Yeah, he probably wasn't going to invite you and your wife over for a dinner party anytime yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. He no, went no, home no, to his family. No, Guess no. what this guy at work does? <laughs> oh no. I mean, yeah, you know that's something that you know you don't really want to tell people your collection process because no. that's 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 a secret. Yeah. yeah you it's know, because like
0: it's part of the recipe.
2: Yeah, you're like, well, how do you catch? not only what a wild animal would be but how do you catch what wild animals do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so it's yeah that that's a super secret um and so we're not going to get into how you actually collect you know we'll leave that up for you guys to determine how yep, it happens
0: yep. well let's talk about that that'll be some of the magic behind the product let's yeah. talk about this cuz we have it in here and i'm not going to lie i'm i'm have so much white trash Open in me it up. And uh, all our listeners are going to know, huh. if you're open listening to this podcast right now, if you've made it this far. Yeah, we're taking a whiff. The, the smell. I'm taking a whiff, too. I'll just open the cap.
2: The smell. <laughs> you're ready to live. Nope.
0: It uh, it's great. Yeah. I love the smell of dough I, urine, it's man. It's like skunk. It's like the I, smell oh, yeah. of skunk, man. Am yeah. I weird for that? No, I love I the love the smell it. of skunk and deer urine. <laughs> it's, every listener's like, yep, I love it, too. I love the smell of it, like. If they made a cologne that kind of smelled like yep. dough urine, I would wear it. Oh, no, <laughs> I spilled
2: some on the table. Here's did the deal, you guys. Yeah, okay, you okay, can tell. W- when right.
1: I when I collect the urine, um, like I mentioned before, I got one deer in each stall, and obviously they they don't just urinate in the stall; they defecate in the stall. Right. Um But that's what they do in the wild too. You know, um, when they eat, they they do the number one and they do the number two. So, Steve, okay, guys,
0: Steve seriously did spill. <laughs> actually, he did. did spill some. Just it's, rub it in; it'll be fine it's a it's a bow hunting podcast studio. It'll be uh hey, we got some
2: deer dander I can put over it, it's very fitting. fitting. It's, it's it's very
0: fitting. Um Okay, defecated in the stall. Yes. I was so distracted by Steve looking for a napkin and wipe up his deer ear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Don't go in the woods now. There, yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> you guys ever see that video with that buck attack and that man? I would love man. to see Steve get his ass oh, beat man. by a buck. No, dude. <laughs> I want to get attacked because that means they're close enough for oh, me that's to shoot right. them. That's right. I want a Rambo one. That's my dream, but that's illegal. So, <laughs> and I would never do that.
2: So well, he probably wouldn't get sponsored by Under Armour. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no oh, kidding. Oh <laughs> man. Oh wow. So
0: Primos actually, I, I can't remember. I think it was Primos, and I maybe they don't do it anymore. They s- sold deer poop in a bag. What was that company? I really have you seen that?
2: I think I, I remember haven't. what you're talking about, but like the, you know, the the biggest issue you're going to run into is, you know, what happens to poop after a while. You know it, like oh yeah, it hardens yeah. and it, I it just it's yeah, well yeah, obviously you know <laughs> oh, yeah, but like yeah, like dude, how 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 could you sell you know I you'd I, I understand you have to
1: water it down with distilled water or something. Yeah, you don't want to use regular water that it'll add chlorine and and everything to the scent. You would want to use distilled water, which you know what is uh, kudos to Primos because that's to me, I've thought about that. That's a damn good idea because Let's deer, I mean, they, they do that.
2: Here they deer droppings.
1: I don't think you guys understand how much
2: Wonder. deer
1: actually urinate and defecate in the, I mean, it's, it's, it's all the time constantly. Oh, I, yeah. I constantly, mean. you know, it's, it's, it's unreal. So,
2: oh, is it, is it, it's fake? Apparently is that
1: what, um,
0: they must not sell it anymore because I can't find it on their uh, on their website. Um, it's Archery Talk on the forum, not on the oh, Facebook great. page. Here we go. Um,
2: <laughs> you know what? I am gonna just get out of that right now. But uh, yeah, that's I, I mean that's that's kind of an interesting you know thing. I mean with with deer droppings, I mean that's one thing. You know, obviously you can alert that they were in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't know the science behind it. Maybe you do. Um, you know, would there be a difference? you know any benefit to like can you tell if a like a doe is in estrus because of the droppings
1: not by the droppings no you can you can definitely smell them though you can definitely smell when a deer when a when a doe goes into estrus and you know if not so much smell then their behavior um their behavior completely changes mm-hmm. um you know it's pretty cool cuz you know sitting up in the stand we we all sit and we we pray to see the good rut action Right,
0: yeah, that's you what know, everyone looks forward to. I mean, I go in the
1: pen and and I see it. you know it
0: I tell you what it was scary. It was scary last year <laughs> did you I, did you really get into a sticky situation or
1: something? uh well, my buck um God bless his soul, he unfortunately passed away um due to another unfortunate circumstance but uh last year he uh he was a year and a half, and he was a big boy, like he was gonna a be good, a stud oh, he was gonna be a big stud, and he still thought I was bigger than him. So he didn't challenge me, like my wife was not allowed in the pen at all. I would not let her in the pen whatsoever when it came to collecting. Really? Because if a woman is anywhere close to her menstrual cycle, uh, he would have attacked her and killed her. Um, because they sense that they smell that. Yeah, it's like bears, and, uh,
0: they smell the menstruation. That's oh, weird. <laughs> they smell the menstruation. <laughs> it's probably no. It probably isn't. <laughs> it, real it, thing, no, but. it is. It
1: is true. So I mean, uh my wife who helps me out with this and she's amazing. Um. She was my little lookout, like she was on the outside of the pen <laughs> telling me which deer were going in the stalls and all that. And, hey, shut the door, shut the door, shut the door. You got big mama and get her, get her, get her, uh, you know. And uh, so I I got some that are that are uh, jammed up in the ground. And when I was sitting there waiting to stall up some deer, um, that buck would come and he would sharpen his antlers and stare at me. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, man. Really? I mean, all year round, I mean, I'd feed him by hand and, you know— uh, like he'd posture up at you and everything. I've huh? got a I've got a three year old and I got a I got a seven year old, you know, uh, two daughters, and they come up and they, you know, he'd come and eat out of their hand. But it's a completely different ball game, you know, when when them when them dills start going in, because now you're competition. But he yeah. still thought he was he still thought I was bigger. So this year, if he, if he would have survived, I would have had to uh, once the velvet was shed, I would have had to tranquilize him and cut off his antlers. Yeah, they normally. No in my mind.
0: What I've seen I've seen videos of people online. They take like some sort of piano wire, and they put like they. I don't know if they tranquilize them, what they do, but they put, like, a towel over their head, and they take piano wire with, like, two loops on the end, and that's what they use to saw off the antlers.
2: It's
1: it's dead bone. I mean, you could use a hacksaw. I mean, you could use anything, but you have yeah. to. I mean, you've got to wait till that velvet's off, or they'll bleed out. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I uh, We talked about it. Uh, we did an episode on roadkill bucks. I found mm-hmm. a really nice buck. I, I don't know if I showed you a picture yet if you saw that on uh, 67 just south of in mercer county illinois big i didn't see that Uh i grabbed him and uh i did all the legal action i needed to do and it's at a creative critters taxidermy right now i'm doing i'm doing a velvet euro mount oh cool so it's going to be neat but it's funny you mentioned like bucks getting aggressive i went to taxidermy school in iowa uh right when i graduated regular college and he was telling me a story he (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) I'm a redneck, all right? <laughs> <laughs> school regular. for them regular I people. I've done
1: graduated that regular college. Down to go to deer
0: college, man. <laughs> Taxidermy
2: school. I'm telling you, man, if I could get a doctorate in deer, I'd have it. Dude, that'd be, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be so, nice. They do actually offer courses. Somebody was telling me, like, when you can go, like, study... You know obviously it's like whitetail um you know habitat like it, going back to school
0: for biology is on my mind uh, Yeah
2: really I, I I think that I think that would be a good career path for you obviously oh, yeah. like to study how the whitetail are and help them help them thrive I want to
0: travel and study deer in different areas but anyway he said he had a mule deer at one point he had two whitetail bucks he had Two, just two, just for uh, it was purely for taxidermy reference. Like you'd go out there, just take pictures of these deer, and you go up and pet them and stuff. And mm-hmm. but it was it's pretty sketchy being right up next to them. They're real jittery, and you can't have. I don't know. I I kept my distance, petted them a little bit, and kind of was like let them do their thing. And I asked him, I was like, "What do you do during the rut? Do you cut the antlers off?" He's like, "I do now." He's like, "I had an experience one time. I had a mule deer, and." He said, "He's like, thank God I was close to the fence because the fence helped me stand up. Like he grabbed the fence. He's like, he turned and pinned me to the ground, and basically said the rack was around his like torso. And he he Yeah, he said if I would have been in the middle of the pen and that deer would have done that to me, I'd be dead.'
1: I'll tell you what, another big operation out in Iowa, a guy that owns a pretty big uh, urine operation. um, He also does he raises a few elk, and he actually he actually got a." He got he got stabbed by by one of his elk that was in the rut. Oh, man. That would be and he's sca- he's still alive to tell the story, man. It's just it's just unreal, man. That,
2: that'd be one of the scariest. Because I was going to mention that I was like, dude, you know, if you had elk and they go into that's got to be a whole different situation. Well, you know what's funny?
1: Like, you know,
0: of course antlers are sharp, but you don't realize how sharp they are. Um, Steve was with me. Was it not, two nights ago?
2: Yeah, something like I that. I
0: measured a big two hundred inch deer, and I was moving my arm around and like just moving my arm mm-hmm. normally. I hit my wrist off of the point of the main beam, and it hurt so bad. Oh yeah, I'm like, if this, you know, a deer, live weight deer in Illinois, sometimes can get up to 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. If that deer catches you and puts you down, you are done.
1: Oh yeah, done. <laughs> yeah
2: You know, oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's one of those things you don't want to want to think about. You know, you're like, you know, we kill all these deer, but you know, yeah, if you get in a situation where you're a little close, and you know, everybody's seen that video where the deer's like, you know, hitting the hitting the guy with its yeah. Um, uh, feet. Yeah, <laughs> I've a lost for <laughs> words all night. <laughs> who, who viz is <laughs> the plural for whatever? Is whoves? Uh, <laughs> you know, like if 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 he were to get you, you know, if if, if a deer wanted to, wanted to charge you and kill you, you know, j- it could happen. Oh, we don't we don't stand like, a chance. Game it's, it's, over.
1: We like to think we're the top of the food chain. We're really not. <laughs> the only thing that that makes us, I don't know, I guess Maybe, our thumbs. maybe the top <laughs> yeah. is. Our th- our, our thumbs and the weapons we use, that's it. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, think about how scary this is.
0: Imagine, like, deer all of a sudden figure out, like, man, we can really put a hurt on these people, then it's just an apocalypse.
1: <laughs> can you just... imagine sitting up in the stand about 10 bucks coming over? No, right our, and
2: our, no their, their media keeps them down, so they realize they you know, don't ever stand a chance, even though they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, too, is, like, when you said, you know, you and your business partner just bought fawns and just dived yes. right into it. How, yeah. How intimidating and tell me about like the learning curve of like okay i'm gonna just buy deer and we're gonna do this
1: well let me i, I do want to set one thing straight um you can't it's a hundred percent illegal to take a, a wild fawn okay yeah i'm glad um, you said that you have to buy and i've had you know I, had, I was talking to a guy at at uh my part-time job saying i thought about getting a couple deer and you know uh collecting some urine. and i'm like uh, well you know you it, everything's fully licensed through the D- illinois department of you know agriculture and if you buy it Cross border, you know, state border, then, then you that vet has to check that fawn, and that vet has to go through the Illinois Department of Agriculture. So it's a disease thing, I'm
0: sure. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. We'll is. get into you that. Know, we'll get know. into oh, that. Oh yeah,
1: um, but go. it's it's a long, long process, and and it, everything's vet checked. I mean, it's just like buying cattle or, or horses or anything. Everything mm-hmm. is just everything's registered. All my deer are tagged. They have to be tagged. Mm-hmm. And uh, interesting, you know, buying a fawn. It was you know, I've always had dogs, and you know couple cats here and there but when you bring a fawn mm-hmm. into your basement you know and i didn't even live out the country you know out in the country at the time and it was just it, it was a different experience man it was cool it was really cool i mean that that fawn depended on us and we were bottle feeding it you know it was it was really cool yeah I awesome bet. experience,
0: experience. That'd, be, that'd be crazy
1: i had two fawns born this year uh one from our um actually <laughs> which which great we were hoping she was pregnant um one of my does that we bottle fed when she was a fawn, mm-hmm. she ended up getting pregnant and she ended up giving birth to a fawn. And I, we, me and my wife, we made the decision not to bottle feed um, any of our does because it stunts their growth. It really does. Oh, really? Uh, When you bottle feed anything, it stunts their growth and it's nothing like mama's milk. So you mm-hmm. can, you can tame a deer, um, which is interaction. My wife, you know, when she, uh, was a stay-at-home mom, she was out there for hours, you know, feeding them grass and just hand-feeding them. And I've I really got to thank her for that because she was out there all the time taming these deer and it kind of makes me angry because i go up there and i go to try to hand feed these deer that eat out of her hand all the time and they don't want nothing to do with me <laughs> it's so it's like really are you kidding me i don't know what it is about her man all these animals have an obsession with her my dogs my cats i mean just everything they're just obsessed with her <laughs> well mother, that's man. you know it's mother nature. Thing. It's it's a mother thing man <laughs> and that
2: and that's awesome i mean that <laughs> you, you got a wife that's like that supportive oh she's of uh, I, uh, t- of something and that's killer Dude, she's that's probably awesome. explaining
0: to her friends yeah um my husband bottles uh, deer urine. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. Because to us, it's normal. You know, oh, to man. hunters, it's yeah. normal. Our culture, like, we just, yeah, it's cool, it's man. A good thing.
2: Like, yeah, if you're, like, a meat processor, like like Scott Smith from Smith's, oh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I butcher deer for a living. Yep. Yeah, people are that's like, right. to <laughs> you us, can we're make like, a living <laughs> from that? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, know?
0: to us, we're like, that's awesome. Uh, you know, hunting is a... It's a culture of its own that's separated, kind of, from everything else. That's right. And when you're a part of it, that's why we're we're such a family. That's why when there's an attack on anything hunting, for example, the Under Armour spear thing. Yeah, so oh we boy. can get into that later in this episode if we want to. Um, I'd love to. That's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why there's an outrage because it, we're a family and we look at that as an attack on one of our brothers or sisters. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. And it, it's funny because you know. You collect deer urine and make a you make money on that you make a business out of it. Oh, you process deer?
1: What? Yeah, you, huh, know? you guys are weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's oh, going on with that? Right. Well, I got, I have
0: deer tattoos. Like I have mm-hmm. one of the bucks I shot tattooed to my forearm. All the time, I'll catch people that don't hunt looking down at my arm. Looking back at me, looking down while I'm talking to them, so it's obvious. And I'm just like, okay, I know they're probably thinking, what's up here, sweetie? <laughs> what <laughs> neck of the woods are you from?"
2: Yeah, oh God. me and my wife went. And, and they have ma- tattoo guns there? <laughs> <laughs> me and my wife
1: went and got matching tattoos. Yeah, we're we're that couple. Nice. Uh,
2: I got the uh, the
1: old his and her Browning, uh, male deer and you know female doe, and with the heart underneath on my forearm, and she got the same thing uh-huh. um, above her left chest, and. Uh, her little doe's got a little on her boob, right on her Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hers, her little doe's got a pink bow on it, and she's like, "You gonna get a pink bow on yours?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening." I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a yeah. man. I ain't get no so... pink bow on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted,
2: to, uh, I wanted to ask you. This thought crossed my mind. You know, speaking of attacks on our brothers and sisters, um, like with the government regulations, uh, when you have like a fawn born, do you have to call the Department of Agriculture to say, "Hey, look, I got this fawn born"? Here's it's a the great tag? question. Great question.
1: Well, I, I think wh- where it really becomes important is when they hit a year old. Because, um, and I really want to say this because it's actually it's horrific what we have to do. Um, if a deer is less than a year old mm-hmm. and it passes away, we don't have to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, dispose of it or, you know, do, do what we got to do. If a, if a deer, whether it's buck or doe, um, is a year or older, I have to cut its head off and I have to send it off to the state for to the test it. For the brain? For the brain stem. And that's, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I don't mind blowing an arrow through a wild deer. Um, they, I, I love deer hunting. I have no problem doing that. But when my children come up there and they name the deer no. and, they, and they name everything <laughs> oh, and a deer passes yeah. away with something, I got to saw its head off. I'll tell you what, I feel like an animal. I mean, it's, it's terrible what I have to do.
0: Yeah, so, I can understand that. It's, it's yeah. almost you watch. It's like
1: kind of like a pet, but not. But it's I get a, what you're saying. I oh, understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, well, sure. yeah it's, it's, it's probably a probably A lot, thing, you know. lot of regulations, you guys. A lot. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt yeah. it. You so, know.
0: Yeah. Let's get back to you get the fawns and that whole process. And then can we talk about kind of like the, the growth cycle of the fawn and then how it developed into like, okay, it's time to start trying to collect urine. I want to talk about that process. We don't have to talk <laughs> about the actual process right. of collecting, but kind of like the stages of it's time. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, yeah.
1: Um. Well, the the stalls that I got, um, I got two fawns in there right now. And I tried, uh, I got a couple of them in the, I got the two fawns in a stall one time and they jumped right through the walls. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? So I had Like uh, through the walls? Through the walls. Because I don't have everything, you know, with my stalls, I don't have them OS bead or or plywood, you know, I want air to go through there and, you know, I've got some tarps up, you know, to, because just with any animal, you know, if it's dark in there, they stay a little bit calmer, but Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're still getting an animal in a little enclosed area. And I don't yeah. care how tame the deer is. I mean, it's still going to be wild, and yeah. you know, and st- especially when you, <laughs> when you uh, get a mama who's got a fawn. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. wants to get back out to the fawn. But, um, so I had to I had to reinforce the walls. Me and the wife went out there and we put up some two by fours, and uh, it still jumped through. So I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to play with this. It just ain't going to happen. So yeah. I have to get these fawns in uh, two different stalls that I know they can't get through. So I'm kind of limited on that, but. Uh, when they're really small um like if i would have started collecting in the spring which i i didn't because i want everything to be fresh but um i i wouldn't have done it because i want them to worry about feeding you know it was it's a yeah. constant it's all day nursing on mama mm-hmm. and uh like i said earlier that's a choice that me and my wife decided that's a great ethical yeah. business decision um, on your
0: part and i respect you for that one a, for a sure. lot of, a,
1: a lot of people in the deer business whenever they get they get does born they will yank the fawn away after 24 hours after they get the colostrum and they'll bottle feed it and like i said that tames the hell out of your deer Mm -hmm. i've got one deer her name is rose um she'll walk right up to you she'll lick the sweat off you i mean she's like a dog i mean it's it's she's (laughs) our favorite and uh so for her to give birth to a fawn was just amazing for us and uh but then it stunts her growth and it's just not as healthy for him so like i said earlier you can tame a deer Mm -hmm. maybe not as much like, I've, I've got, uh, we got one named Jade. Um, uh, we acquired her and seven other deer last year, and she was a fawn. She, uh, she lost her spots when we got her. Uh, she already had her spots gone. But, uh, all these eight deer that we got were wild. I mean, they, they wanted nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. And then after time, after time, after time, my wife being out there, Jade is just as tame as Rose. Really? And she was not bottle fed. And she's, twice the size as Rose. Really? You look at Rose and you wouldn't I mean there's no way you you'd think that she was 2 years old.
0: What kind of weight do, are these deer carrying, you think? I mean <sighs> that I don't know, I'm not a good weight kind of guy. You know we did yeah, you know I'm not yeah, a weight yeah. kind of guy, right. man. What's interesting is um We'll probably do it again this year. For fun, we always do a heavy doe competition amongst um, – we did one for the podcast. My it, brother tells
1: me about that one. He,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So we had a rec- – he ne- he always shot big does whenever never came out and got did them you one. See,
1: Did you see the doe he shot last year?
0: Yeah, he sent me pictures of just like, hey, shot another – he shot like three, didn't he? I thought he shot a handful. I, Maybe lose, that count
1: was, of, I lose count of how many deer that, that guy shoots. He He's a deer slaughtering son. Uh, he's good, man. He's <laughs> good. He's good.
0: He always sends me pictures of, like blood trails and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> we do the dough competition and uh by the way a couple of listeners have been uh, giving us requests like man you guys should do some sort of like dough or buck competition maybe mm-hmm. we'll do like a buck um photo competition we'll give away some stuff um but uh where was i going the doughs okay so we did an like a the weight that we've averaged out is like 100 and for a mature dough that we've got from my um statistics i guess that we've taken our data is like a hundred and seventeen pounds um, dressed. What was that
2: doe you shot two years
0: ago? That's the ago. average. How heavy was that? Was that what? She, she, I won that uh, one thirty five. Okay, yeah, and that was that's dressed. Mm-hmm. So they say, would we'll add thirty five forty pounds of guts.
1: I'd say so. Yeah. So I mean, I don't depends I think, on what you depends on what they're eating, but yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So. You know, I would say that's the average two-year-old or older doe. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I could be completely wrong, but in our area, from what I've weighed, you know, I don't know how many 20, 30 does we've weighed over the last three four years. That's probably about what I would say
2: to be average. Yeah, but that's about average, I, I'd say. You know, I got, a, I, I got a question here. You know, just helping with the deer's weight, you know, obviously when they go through the winter, obviously they're in the stall and stuff, you know, so it might be a little bit out of the elements. Do you... Change their diet to the change in the seasons like how they would out in the wild, and also can you feed them like acorns? Heck yes, okay,
1: okay. A, a lot of deer farmers, and uh, <clears throat> I had one guy call me last year and he raised fallow deer mm-hmm. and he wanted to sell me um, some of it. They were getting out of the fallow deer business, and I don't know, I don't even know how we got my number to be completely honest. Yes. He's like, "Yeah, we did we we fed our fallow deer corn. we just um, fed them corn." Well, <laughs> well, that's the worst thing you could do. They can get grain poisoning and die, you know. Um I like to feed my deer with what they're eating on the season. Um they're always on a pellet diet. Um I feed them record rack, um very high protein. I that I feed them that all through the, throughout the year. But then I'll, I'll go, you know, like during the spring and the summer, I'll go get them red clover. I'll get them white clover. I'll go get them some alfalfa, and I'll mm-hmm. dump it in there in buckets. That way they're – you have to be careful. It's like a horse, cell, because, you, you know, when they're coming off their winter and their high-fiber and high-protein diet, mm-hmm. you don't want to immediately dump a bunch of grass in there or they're going to get um, uh, clostridium and die. I mean, that their stomach basically ulcer out, and they'll croak. So you have to wow. ease you have to ease the way into it. I mean, they're very very finicky, very finicky. So um, right wow, now, oh, it's so interesting. Right now, um, I still got them on you know a lot of grass and a lot of clover, and I've been introducing a little bit of corn. And I don't want to do too much corn because right now the corn's up in the fields, so they're they're going and they're nibbling on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still pretty wet for them, um, but they're going they'll, they'll you know they'll nibble around a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I'll throw you know a couple ears. And, so I, I
0: have a pretty interesting question. I think, yep. um, being that finicky and maybe is it because they're in a, you know, they're kind of enclosed, but like a wild deer. So if someone plants something, um, you know, say there's no radishes around and someone plants like a radish field or a turnip field or something, you know, is that going to mess with the deer's stomach being a wild deer? And it's never had
1: it. They, they'd have to eat the heck out of it. I mean, they really would. I mean, it's like, it's like a horse when you put it out in the spring. I mean, you don't want to put them on a full grown pasture. Or he's gonna get colicky. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, deer are what they call browsers. They're not grazers. You mm-hmm. know, grazers are like your ca- uh, your cattle and your goats. They'll eat the grass down to the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, the deer they like to bite the tips. Mm-hmm. They'll sit in the they, you know they browse, so they they like to bite the tips of the grass. They like to bite the you know. Yeah. But winter's different. You know, winter they'll, they'll dig for the they'll you know for the seeds and they'll they'll dig for those radishes. You know, because they're scrounging actually. Um. They eat bark. Bark is a huge part of their diet. Really? Okay, so, uh, all
0: right. That's a great, I'm glad you brought that up. I was watching um, our, our good buddies from the Fitzgeralds. I was watching some of their shows, and uh, Dan and Guy Fitzgerald, they were in the stand. It was like late season. It was so cold that uh, Dan's bow cam was sticking to his clothing. like Ooh. It was freezing to <laughs> it. And he was talking about, he's like, you know, when it gets this late season, the deer start relying on nothing but eating bark off the trees. Yep. Um, Anything high fat.
1: They're trying to build that fat.
2: Yeah. Wait, there's fat in, like, bark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he,
1: the, really? the Fitzgeralds it's are like. A lot of fiber, too, but. Yeah. Well, they're like, you know, when the deer start eating the bark off the
0: trees, it's our favorite time to eat these deer because they taste so good when they start eating bark. And <laughs> oh, yeah. naturally, you would think, like, if you're eating bark, that's got to be gross. That's got
1: to taste Can you imagine, nasty. like, a deer eating, like, an.
2: Mesquite? Apple. Mesquite, or yeah, they're applewood. Apple. Oh <laughs> man, they're seasoning themselves. Don't man.
1: shot me a buck eating <laughs> applewood, boy. I tell you what, the best
2: I bet they you ever had. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I, sh- I shot old hickory eyes down there, man. I, I drew back on, them. I blew a hole in them, man. You could smell liquid smoke coming out of them. <laughs>
1: I shot a deer last year eating <laughs> walnut, but that was terrible. <laughs> oh, it's so dude, true. Though, like, that's if, nuts. If yeah, if you break
0: it down that way, it actually makes sense. But their urine changes. I mean, it's like if we
1: eat asparagus. Um, you know, that does you, make it's a good point. You can take a, as as, as us humans, you could bite the tiniest bite of asparagus and your urine smells for like the Great days. Depression for <laughs> six days. You know, <laughs> just terrible, man. Um, it, it's, it's the same with deer. Yeah. You know, so I got a question for you. But that I mean, it, it doesn't affect because deer don't smell what they eat in the urine. They smell. You know the hormones and the yeah, snow, sure all that. yeah you know that's yeah. that's how deer communicate, you know we know their eyesight's not the best in the world, but we know that they hear amazing, and they their their sense of smell is unheard of it's just beyond insane. anything well, you can't hear it, but it's great um <laughs> oh yeah, but I can imagine it's a good could point,
0: but can you tell like since you're you're a deer urine kind of sore, is that fair to say?
1: I, um, yes. Yeah, so I like to think I am. That's a nice <laughs> resume builder. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I collect urine for about six years, and I think I'm pretty qualified for this. Sir, you can't <laughs> teach
2: second grade.
0: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when a deer hits t- like different stages, can you go, okay, that smells a little different from a month ago? Oh, yeah. If you can, for sure? Oh,
1: yeah. It, 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 absolutely. That's yep.
0: a weird... Weird skill to have, but I
1: I'm, I respect yeah, like, it, it. it. I'm, I'm not enough. selling to it to where I go. Well, boy, they were eating that chicory pretty good today. I could smell it in their urine, <laughs> you know, But it it changes. It really, I mean, it it does. You know does. to
2: um to like keep the keep with the health of deer. You know, since we're on food, uh, this is another question I had. You know, um, obviously we we all seen how how deer's teeth wear. Yes. You know, just because of the way they chew. Is there anything that you take any any precautions with? Like I always had the idea. You know, is there a way that we can Try and like you know get our food plots and like spray them with fluoride, you know keep the deer's <laughs> teeth healthy and keep them uh, keep them al- keep them alive a little bit longer. And, I mean, is there is there your precautions that you take or is there well, just it, nothing you can do?
1: It's it's different with domesticated. You know, if you look in the wild, um, an eight year old deer is ancient. Uh my, For sure. my, my buddy David shot the funkiest buck you guys will ever see in your life, and he was all gray. And the taxidermist uh, aged them at around eight and a half years old. That's a you it's know what's fun. massive. We have an a old uh, ancient man, and it's not uncommon to have a doe domesticated that lives fifteen twenty years. I've heard that. Yeah. It, it's funny you bring the so aging. It's, it's up. different. It's different. We
0: had a a whole episode based on aging deer the correct way. And uh, the skull here on the table, this that's is an eight and a half year old. That's scientifically wow. proven to be an eight and a half year old deer. That's Eric's buck he shot last fall. He had. That year, if you look at it, he's got a broken snout. Yep. That ear had a hernia, a broken leg, two rotted out teeth. So what they do is they take the bottom front teeth and send them into this lab. And they, like, slice it a certain way and put dye in it and look it under, like, a microscope. And it has, like, tree rings, like a tree. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, we all did it. I did it with my buck. Eric did it with his. Uh, our buddy Derek Kielberg did it. Trevor Schmidt did it. We sent all ours in. Eric, we we knew Eric's buck was old. Yeah, and I was like, I said seven and a half. Was it eight and a
2: half? It ended up being eight and a half. Yeah,
0: my buck was four and a half, which I expected. It's um, a good mature buck. Yeah, and that's about right where you want to shoot them. Absolutely, you know, four and a half. And all
2: my of buck it. hadn't Be- been born yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: four and a half is is perfect. You know, in the wild, that's anything after that they start hitting their decline. Right. So.
0: Well, I'd say five and a half. Yeah, five and, and a half. Five is yeah. peak. You know, and. Well, maybe not. It depends on it, the deer too. It depends like on the like area. People. It
1: depends on the food source. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends sure. on everything. So for sure, there when it when it comes to deer, it it is one hundred percent their environment, hundred mm-hmm. percent, and uh, and I I see that every day raising them. I mean, it's I have to be careful. Everything I do in there, I have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, bring it back to the food. I I can't I can't feed them too much of this. I can't. Uh, you know, deny them this, like, because they're finicky. Because, I mean, it's they're a tough animal to raise, let me tell you. Yeah, but that's it's worth it. They're that's tough. so weird
2: that they'll they're tough, they'll live a lot longer behind bars and have a better life behind bars. Where like humans or any other animal, you know, life behind bars is terrible for you, but oh, you bet you so. know, I, I, I guess it's maybe just because I, I don't know. Do you think it's because we've we've hunted them for so long? I mean, you know, going back. Hundreds thousands of years that you know they're just always stressed I, you know i I was always curious about that well, why they're they're an animal that thrives well while in captivity you know
1: i well you, you, you gotta also you know put in consideration predation i mean you're looking at a you know, an 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 older deer um that's maybe not getting the nutrition during the harsh winter, which is the hardest time for any animal, including us um but that's easy for a coyote. Like that's not hard you know, yeah. to to take that the that animal that's a little bit older that's maybe not getting the nutrition that he or she needs, and it's easy to take that out like so but that's what's so wonderful about nature is you know everyone it's all about taking out the weak and the strong surviving so um
2: yeah, yeah, just kind of it just kind of blows my mind i mean you know we're we're sitting here, you know you're a deer farmer, yeah, you know you're around these animals so often, so like you know you're starting to pick up. A lot of their behavior. Yeah, you, know, you know deer need- behavior
1: better than probably anyone. I love it. Yeah, and I he- was I was sitting in the uh, the pen last year and I was watching the rut. I was a little nervous, but you know we all know as deer hunters that well. I mean, I guess every scenario is different with every doe, but we all know that a doe has to get you know once they start getting chased, that's what kicks them into estrus. Oh yeah, it's it's not so much the doe. Is it moon phase? Self- I think so. Have you have you have uh, you, you know what? I'm ai am a 100% 100% believer in all moon phases, trust really? me. When comes, really? When it comes when it comes to moon phases for anything, everything gets weird. Can we do we're this? Gonna, we're going to at the jail, trust me. A full moon's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you get the the weirdos. You you should be a behavioral expert. Yeah. Hey,
0: let's I have an idea for a future podcast. Like we can do one, you know, end of November or something. Okay. You should keep track starting like mid-October to the end of November of moon phases on this day and keep some notes and observation notes, and we'll okay. check in with you. and Maybe in the wild it's a little different versus captivity, but we it will can, be. maybe yeah. we can check in a little bit because, you know, a deer are a deer no matter where they're at. But it's also yeah. going to be
1: different because now I don't have a buck in the pen.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, so right, you know what right, I mean? right Just, with, yeah. That's what's tough, and, and I'm
1: pretty it, disappointed about that, which I ha- I do have to add. Unfortunately, this, this year, you guys, I'm not going to have any— Juvenile or mature buck sure. urine available, uh, which you know what that wasn't our seller last year. No, huh? Nobody wants that. No, nobody wants buck urine. It's because they don't know anything about it. You know, well, um, I could see
2: the juvenile really working out well for well, you. Here's you know? the
1: deal. With, here's the deal with juvenile. Um, you, you get a young. Little young cat. We all know they do all the chasing. The big boys mm-hmm. stay on the you know the edge of the timber and they'll sit and they'll 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 go upwind and they'll they wait till the bar
2: closes to. Close That's exactly it. It. <laughs> yeah.
1: And they'll you know they'll they'll put their nose up in the air and they'll wait and they'll smell. You know they know which girls are are, are in heat and um. But the juvenile buck is not intimidating for one to a big buck and it's not intimidating to a doe. The uh, a little small buck is not intimidating whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I wish I had juvenile buck this year because I can promise you guys. That that is a urine that is going to work amazing because it, it, you put juvenile buck into a scrape or anywhere that buck's going to go. Okay, I've had enough of this guy. You know, yeah, uh, he, I, I've been smelling him for two days. i yeah, I got to get him out of here because it's my territory. Right, I'm not scared of him. I'll run him out of here. That's easy. Yeah, you know, you know um, and it's I, not going to run the doles off. The doles aren't they're yeah. not scared of young bucks. Right. They just, if anything, they get annoyed by them. It makes me. <laughs> I, I got a <laughs> question. Makes perfect sense. You know,
2: and you said you said bucks will be bucks everywhere. Yeah. Um you know if you have one buck I mean you know and he's he's around there will he still make scrapes and well, will he did. and he, and he'll still go check them every night? Oh yeah. Do you think it's healthier to have a couple bucks running around just to you know keep them that that primal you,
1: you don't know? want to put them in the pen together.
2: Oh you don't no, want to. Heck no. Well, the They'll probably kill
1: each other. They would.
2: That that much much well it depends on you know, it depends on how many how how many you know acres or whatever if you, you have, put I mean, me and
0: Steve in a pin together, I would kill him in like two three Well, I would maybe. be
2: choking <laughs> Kurt out in like six seconds <laughs> um right. w- but yeah
1: w- when it comes to uh when it comes to deer farming and all that um you want to keep the buck separated when it comes to um when it comes to the the rut time and I mean, for the health really of the deer Now, now if uh, a lot of the deer farmers they'll do artificial insemination um so they get these big giant giant breeder bucks. Hmm. And they'll uh, they'll do it the hard way. I like to do everything natural. Like hmm. my I, I let my buck do his thing last year, and he ended up getting three of my. Actually, I th- really think he got four of my does pregnant. One of them had a miscarriage, and uh, one of them gave birth to a um, a little buck who never made it. But uh,
0: what's the birthing process of the like? Wh- how how does that go down? Is it
1: scary? I bet horrific the worst thing you'll ever see in your life. Do you, try, do you try
2: and stay away from that too? Just because you want it like, like you don't want to bottle feed them. Do you try and let them do their own thing
1: when it comes to, uh, well, uh, when it comes to the doughs, like I said, um, um, a lot of people do the, um, they pull them away after 24 hours. Me and yeah, my wife yeah. made that, that conscious decision not to, there's nothing like mama's milk. Um, when which it, is bu- very cool. When it comes to it. bucks, absolutely. You do not want a tame buck. A mm-hmm. tame buck will be your friend all year long. When it, until the rut comes, and then he'll he'll gore the hell out of you. You do not want to tame a buck. Right. So when it comes to uh, bucks being uh, being born, you want to let mama do his thing. And if the buck makes it, he makes it. And if he don't, he don't. I mean, that's just the way nature rolls. Yeah. Uh, and it don't matter if they're wild or you put them behind an eight-foot fence. I mean, it's just uh, and a deer's a deer. Once, so
0: he, a, once a doe gets pregnant, how long before you realize, like, oh, okay, that she's pregnant?
1: Well. Or do you have someone come in and check? No. Or? No. Um, Forgot the gestation period. I think it's like twenty weeks or something like that. It's it's a pretty long gestation period. I mean, it might even be longer than that. I can't twenty four weeks something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they really start showing, and it depends on the size of the doe too, and and if they got twins. You know, mm-hmm. um, all mine gave birth to singles. Um, so it, I didn't even know that the first fawn that was born, you guys, I had no idea she was pregnant. Really, we, my really? wife went out there one day to uh, feed them grass, and there was a little fawn. And it was from uh, one of our dolls that we call, her name's Willow, mm-hmm. um, that my little girl named. And uh, I had no idea if she was pregnant. Uh, no clue. She'd showed no signs, nothing, until we figured out she was a mom because she, uh, Roxy's her name. She came up and started nursing on her. Like, are you kidding me? Huh. Really? That's awesome, though. That's pretty cool. And, and then Rose, when she gave birth, I had a suspicion, but she's always been kind of a little chunk. <laughs> but she she, she she really I mean she really started getting fat. I'm like she's got to be, but how is that physically possible? Mm-hmm. I mean physically when it comes to mating. I mean she's tiny. I mean anytime you bottle feed anything, they're they're small. Mm-hmm. And you know she was smaller than my yearlings. But the buck made it happen, and uh, she ended up giving birth. Wow. To, to Violet. Yep. That's so. That's it's just. It's crazy to me. I'd,
0: oh, like, I'd so like to come cool. out there and check it out and kind of be around the deer and see what it's all like. I'll tell you and, what, you guys are more than welcome
1: to come out.
2: That Absolutely. would be awesome. Right, well, we'll follow you home tonight then. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got beer at the house. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. But it's just like a behavioral wise, like a
0: study on deer, like in general, it's going to be a little skewed because it's, you know, versus the wild. Yeah. And, yes. I understand that. But just seeing them and doing their thing is cool. No and
2: plus, it's a, like an actual, authentic, organic farm. Yeah, it really it is. is. I mean, I'm,
1: <laughs> it, you know, I don't have I don't have the big operation, so these you know these deer are not they're not standing on concrete, they're not you know their whole lives they sit and they 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 roam they do their thing. and Then when I actually go to stall them up, I have to stall them up. I mean, it's sometimes they don't want to go in, sometimes they do. You know, they mm-hmm. get enticed by food, and I'll get them in, and it's a struggle. I mean, it's tough. I, I, I'm uh, not corralling them like cattle. I don't treat my animal like you know my none of my deer like cattle, or. uh so sometimes i'll get one stalled sometimes i'll get two uh if i'm lucky i'll get four stalled i got four stalled so um it just depends so i'm i am literally that homegrown um mom and pop shop uh, just starting out from the bottom wanting to make my way type of farm like it's awesome like it's i don't have a i'm not a corporation I'm, i'm nothing like that it's it's straight. I I get my deer in there and they urinate and I bottle it. I mean, it's dirty yeah. and it's disgusting and it stinks. And my wife hates it because I use her sink. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I even do it when she's cooking. That's okay because I got to make a business. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, is, it, we're,
0: is this something that I'm, I imagine you want to do full time 100%? I'll tell you what, if I could
1: retire doing this, uh, I'd be happy. I would be really a happy, happy, awesome. happy man.
2: Where, um, um, where can people find you then if they want to want to check it out?
1: Well, we're uh, my business partner, um, Colton Parchert. He's got the gift of gab. I know Colton. I love that guy. Uh, he's got the gift of gab, man. Oh, he, dude, that he dude don't talk sell, to anybody. He could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in a white dress. I, I love you. that. I <laughs> and, love uh, that. Uh, oh, yes, he, he's 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 an amazing talker, and uh, and he's honest. He's honest like I am too. So, um, I let him do the selling, you know. And he's he's got a couple deer uh, out at his farm. Um He doesn't collect or anything um but uh, I let him do that, and I do the dirty work, you know, I go out there and I feed him, I get you know dirty with poo and pee, and uh, that's okay with me because at least at the end of the day, you know we both can say we did our part, he's doing the selling, I'm doing the collecting I'm doing the bottling, I'm doing the labeling I'm doing all that, and we're both we're both making it happen so uh right now uh last year we sold at easy living. Um, mm-hmm. down in Milan, great, 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 great place. And I think we're going to be back there again this year. We're still trying to network. I know Colton's working on his thing. Um, he's got a master list of all the uh, uh, sporting goods stores in Illinois and Iowa. So, Do you have um, a store online? Actually, I you can actually order online right now at www.wildoakwhitetails.com. Um, I just figured out how to do a website. I've been working on this thing for about a year and a half. I'm not computer savvy, but you know what? I'm pretty proud of what I did. Uh, I figured out how to link my paypal and all that stuff to my website so uh, right now i've got on there i've got dough uh fawn urine and dough estrus on Enf- estrus is not available right now um i'm not well, gonna, why not, is that i want to collect
2: it fresh <laughs> i don't Here's i do we'll not do. i'm not gonna That's be that guys
1: i'm not gonna be that guy that i'm not gonna be that guy that that keeps it in you know in my basement for a year and a half i'm not gonna do that and so, is Estrus going to be limited? Hell yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be limited as heck, but it's going to be the same price. Nothing changes. You right. know, a lot of people d- jack their prices because it's Estrus. Right. What changes? Nothing. It's just... You know, my collection process doesn't change. Um, it's just... So cool. Um, well, here's what we'll do. We'll put a link to your website in the okay. de-
0: in the description of the episode, and then we'll throw one up on our website at okay. workingclassbowhunter.com as oh, well. that'd be great. So, you, and, know, and, you know... Where's I, it? Facebook and stuff? And I've so got
1: a Facebook page, um, which links directly to my website, and on my website links directly to my Facebook, so I had a buddy at work help me out with that. So, Like I said, I'm not computer savvy, so this is a whole learning process for me, too. A Uh, guy who
2: collects uh, animal urine for a living, living. (laughs) doesn't know about computers yet? Uh, Not
1: yet. While we're talking about it,
0: we have two bottles in here in the studio that we are going to give it away to some listeners. There's um, a drop
2: missing from my bottle. so Yeah, you know, Steve spilled you a that little that on away. the
0: table. He so. use that as
1: <laughs> fragrance for this room, and I'll tell you what, I've never smelled a room that smelled so good as this. So.
0: Yeah. It does. It's a sweet, sweet smell. <laughs> Bush, but, Bush
2: lattes it, and dough urine, yeah, man. Right. What, what else do you need?
0: So uh, <laughs> I guess for the giveaway, um, you know, Corey, if you want to do, I mean, you got something you want everyone to do to, to get, win these two bottles? or
1: uh, No, no. I mean, nothing that I can really think of. I mean, it. Uh, something you guys can think of that's great um but i got two bottles that i'm willing to give away for free so done so how
0: about this just go like wild oak wild oak Whitetails facebook page and working class bow hunter podcast facebook page yes. and uh let us know you did it and you liked the episode
2: thank Corey yeah. and cody for their service too you yes, gotta do that thank you and yep.
0: we will send out uh two bottles of a uh, straight sweet nectar of
1: Oh, man, piss. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I might, you know, and I might start raising skunks too. So I can smell it every day. <laughs> I love you it. Oh. <laughs> just piss one off every day, and you know, would, yeah. <laughs> spray my dogs with it.
2: <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, has this has this gotten you, you know, hungry for anything else? Like, you know, are you thinking about maybe trying to raise other critters and collect urine and kind of build that empire? Or you just strictly want to? I just want to read about this right now. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: this uh, this is. I mean, a lot of people, when they go into business, they they venture into too much at, at one time. Right? Yeah, you can um, be
0: overwhelming when you do that.
1: My stay, main you know. thing is keeping these deer healthy and keeping them tame and keeping them stress free. Because I tell you what, if you get a deer that's stressed out, it's going to come into their urine. You, you know, know what I the, think you a, should a do. A lot of a lot of I tell you what, a lot of people uh when they when they harvest a, a buck or a doe, they'll, they'll take that piss from the piss sack from their bladder and they will they'll do whatever they want or they'll. they'll Use it next time. That's the worst thing you can do. Mm -hmm. As soon as you blow an arrow through that deer or a slug or whatever you use, you instantly stress that deer, mm-hmm. you know, and everything full of adrenaline. Or it's whatever. dumping adrenaline. It's dumping. I mean, just think about it. All the hormones and all the just everything is dumping into that urine. And that's it. Everything goes through the urine. I mean, think it's of, danger when the other deer smell that. The really. urine, mm-hmm. they're, they're releasing all the toxins they are releasing all the bad stuff through their urine. So, you know what? I think you should
0: add. This is just a, uh, a recommendation for your label. You should add that on one side, you know, like stress free and basically how the. What, the captivity yeah. of your animals. Well, you know? one thing also with, veteran owned. Oh, veteran, that's a good point, point I like man.
1: That. I yeah, like that. good Heck point. Yeah. Maybe I can throw an American flag in there somewhere. Oh, you oh, should. Yeah. You should. For sure. I, I
2: did see something. There was like an antler for like at at, at, at like uh, oh got where was it? Uh, it was like one of the local stores around here, and it was a deer antler, and it was for like dogs, and it was white-tailed deer antler for dogs, and it was made in USA. And oh, I go, I tell you what, I'm glad. That, that, that's we're, a
1: big thing now. Oh, it, yeah, it, it big means thing a lot. It means I mean, a lot. That's you know, that's one thing that I really thought about venturing in the future, too. You know, when I when I acquire more bucks, um, because I'm not to sell their antlers off anyways, you know, when they're younger um, is why not? Why not sell them to, you know, some of the stores, as, you know, dog chew toys? Because they, I, mean,
0: I know who you could do direct business with. Our buddy Dana Pace,
2: oh, he, ho, yes. he
1: carves
0: the most beautiful carvings out of antlers, like morel mushrooms. And this guy, can, he finds
1: 80 sheds a year easy in, in in our area. I spoke with a guy at the uh, QCAA Expo Center two years ago when we did the uh, the outdoor show, mm-hmm. and he came up and told me that he carved things, and I... That name sounds really familiar.
2: I bet that was it. Did he have I, like black frame glasses? I think so. That's Dana. Dana is,
0: he's an awesome guy. Gift of
2: Gab, too. Oh, yeah. He came oh, up, that, I, yeah. That's the, that's when Dana. I
0: was talking
1: to him, i like, I've known you for years. <laughs> like, I'm really comfortable talking to you.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs>
2: that's exactly who that was. We'll have
0: to get everyone we've met that's been on the podcast that's in the local area. We're going to have a, a freaking party, and just get everyone together. Everyone oh, just—we're building great, our man. own Marvel
2: universe. Oh, that, that's right. <laughs> you got the Captain America shirt. I got on. the. Uh, <laughs> or is that I got, DC? I
1: think that's Captain America. God,
0: I have I another the... idea for your product. <laughs> we could do a working class bow hunter edition. Urine. Oh. Let's do it. Let's do
1: it. That requires uh, uh, a label change, which, uh, unfortunately, with these, I got these a roll. we
2: got we got to roll of stickers that'll fit right around them. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Heck yeah. They're about the size of that grizzly long cut sticker right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anything else that uh, the listeners should know about the company or what you got planned for the future or anything well, you want to shout what? out?
1: I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep gritting, man. Uh, I'm gonna keep doing what I do, collecting every every night, every single night. Uh, you know, I I work um, during the day and I work my part time job at night and I come home and I clean the stalls and I put food in, it, in each and every stall and I I mean it's just. And, oh, Long process, but it's worth it. And I'm gonna keep doing what I do, and uh, that's it. You know, I don't, awesome. I don't want handouts. I don't want nothing like that. It's just I want to build the empire myself. I don't want to sell my urine to the big companies and make a quick buck. Right. I want to make the big buck myself. That way, at the end of the day, you know, we, me and Colton can go. You know what? Look, look at what we built. Look at this. And it started from an idea. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's out there that has an idea with something, let it, let it happen. Like an idea turns into. Something that you mm-hmm. can do. Trust me, it's possible. And are we made of money? Heck no. I work two jobs <laughs> and I struggle. Trust me, I'm a penny pin- pincher. I, I have need any cash in my account but you right. know what I make it happen you' We're know? class bow hunters man so there right. you go. That, that's I
2: just I feel like you haven't seen a check big enough yet because dude I would sell out in a heartbeat oh man <laughs> but, oh man he put but... a check big enough I'll say whatever anybody wants <laughs> Steves also doesn't make the business decisions for the no that's yeah, a good
1: I'd thing too they, but you know what it, it's so easy to look at them and go oh yeah yep I'll take that mm-hmm. but then but then you got somebody else's product on on your bottle and you know, you're then you become a nobody.
0: You yeah. Know? yeah. You become, you're, hey, you're working for the man at that point.
2: I don't want to be the man.
1: Yeah. I don't want to work for the man. I want to be the man. Right. For sure. And to be the man, you got right. sure. well, to know, be the man, it, you gotta beat the man. And here's the deal. If I get big enough, which I hope I do in the future, then maybe I can create jobs, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe because I'm going to need help. I'm going to yeah. need, you know, I'm going to be buying more land. I'm going to be putting up more fencing. I'm going to be building another barn, um, another collection thing, which is going to be a job creator. So then oh, I can yeah. employ other people, and that's what America's all about. Right, you start from idea, you build an empire, and then you start employing other people. That's what it's about. Well, and I think it all with, started uh, with P. Yeah, I right. think with your, it your all ideas start, and your start out with some asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, I do think for sure, like with your ideas and your ambition, and uh, you're, you're business minded, and you're enough of a hillbilly where I think you can go somewhere. And we'll do really what we can so. to help you.
1: You know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of you know uh, little little urine operations that, um, that are doing fairly well. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't want to outcompete anybody. I don't want to, I'm never, I'm not here to talk about, about any other company. I just, I want to work alongside with everybody. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, uh, I guess maybe if, you know, if I have one thing to ask, if anybody buys my product, maybe, uh, and it's successful for you, maybe, uh, pulls a picture Yeah. with the bottle and pulls it on my Facebook, you know, yeah. or, uh, Post it to your guys' uh, your podcast or something, you know, because a mm-hmm. word of mouth is the best advertisement.
0: It's the best, man, and that's this whole podcast is one hour long word of mouth, that's right. man. That's right, and uh, that's the thing, you know, with our podcast, and we and we also want to thank all our new listeners. We've had a spike in listeners and a, and a spike of messages and comments and everything. Is people appreciate the realness and the honesty, yes, and that's what we try to bring in our guests. Is, and honestly, you're here sitting here and you're just you're giving us a no bullshit story. It's real. Hundred
1: percent real. I promise you guys. I, I'm not here to sell my product to you. I'm here to tell you what's a tool. You know, like you know, like yeah. we, like we were talking before we even uh, you know went on air. At, okay, as deer hunters, we're at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Okay, these deer are smart. They hear well. They uh they smell incredible. So if I can provide that tool mm-hmm. to maybe put us at an advantage, that's great. But I don't want to. You know, it's when I was at the outdoor show. And we had guys come up to me. We had one guy come up, well, I never use that stuff. That stuff never worked for me. Well, great. Good for you. I mean, that's awesome. I I don't, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Don't buy it then. (laughs) If it doesn't work for you. You know, a lot of people were to say, uh,
1: you know, I had some people tell me, well, what makes your product so good? Well, I'm not guaranteeing my product. You know, I'm not going to sit there yeah. and say, I guarantee you put it in a scrape. You're going to shoot the buck of your. Well, life. with
0: hunting, that's the crazy and the beautiful thing about the hunting air quotes industry is exactly. you can't guarantee anything. Can. Uh-huh. That's why everything's so debatable. What broadhead this? Blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. Anything, name what
1: it. What works for one person doesn't work for another. And, you know, and I told him, I said, okay, what happens when you build a house with crappy tools? What happens? You get a crappy house. Yeah. So I want to provide the best tool. So I, we can potentially get the best results from it, right? You know, and that's and that's, uh, I guess, not my argument, but th- that's what I was telling everybody. I'm, I'm trying to provide the best tool, you mm-hmm. know, because it's. I'm trying to make it realistic. I'm trying to make it. I I have no preservatives, nothing. I add nothing but straight urine. I mean, I literally take. Which that is and, why
0: let's uh, throw in that tip. I guess for the minute. because of that, if you can keep it refrigerated, I,
1: I would. I would. Um,
0: you know. <laughs> I think I have deer urine in my eye, by the way. I just scratched my You guys, honestly, my
1: <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, some of these preservatives break down the molecules of things, and it actually makes it rot, and it, that's what makes it really stink. Mm-hmm. Um, you start throwing chemicals in things, and it makes things smell worse. But if you're yeah. something natural, is it going to smell a little, maybe a little bit worse? But, you know, I shot a buck last year, opening year, on my fawn urine from the previous year when I first bought a fawn, mm-hmm. and I was collecting it by tarp. <laughs> um, it was a year old and it was at my buddy's house. I'm like, you still have that? Are you really? And, uh, I said, has it been in the refrigerator? No. Really? So I, I'm like, why don't you open it up? Hell no. You open it up. So I opened it up. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, smells like piss. Let's bring it. And I ended up shooting a nine pointer. You guys, I had two bucks before the nine pointer <laughs> come and lick my stand. And they yeah. were licking it and smelling it. And, and it was opening day, October 1st. So the rut wasn't even in question. Yeah. And they were just curious. So, I mean. It just depends. Uh, you know. Keep it refrigerated if you can. It'll slow down the decay process, basically. For but, sure. You know.
0: Well, we'll, we'll uh, put your website in the description of our episode. We'll share you up, and we hope people uh, go and try and win these two bottles and try it out for themselves. No matter right. where they are, we'll uh, bag it and mail it up as careful as possible. Tag it and
1: bag it.
2: That's right. And yeah, uh, we'll, we'll put our sticker on there so people know who they're really listening to. We'll throw to. a couple yeah, stickers in.
0: and we'll, we'll let you leave. <laughs> I'll cut you a, little, a few more stickers. That way you can hand some out with your bottles. put one of my truck. There you go. Awesome. All right. Wish we had our bigger ones, but I okay. I ordered a thousand working class bow hunters. Dude, these little stickers man. that
2: we got are so cool, man. They're like oh, uh, they're man, weatherproof they and cool. everything. Oh yeah, they're gonna be nice. So, I think they'll fit on top of a can of dip. Actually, we're so gonna try too. that. Uh, uh, I think perfect. they're exactly that big. Yeah,
1: they are.
0: We will see. They're two inches, two inch circles. So. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We're at 101 episodes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. That's a lot of hours of podcasting. Um, We're hoping it's just going to get better. we got a a lot of good episodes coming up planned. Any feedback is completely welcome. Um, If you subscribe and listen here and there or every day, we love you. We really do, and we appreciate it more than you could ever imagine. Um, Steve, you got anything
2: to add? Absolutely not this time, other than thank you and your brother and uh, all the uh, aforementioned um, guys for your service. We appreciate that. And I I appreciate uh, all the hard work that you put in just because obviously the work you're putting in to help us kill deer is work taken away from you killing deer. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's worth it to me, though. I'm not kidding you. We appreciate
1: you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you guys having me. And I I just want to add you guys have one hell of an operation going on. You guys have a great thing going on. Thank you. This is what happens
2: when you drink beer and have a microphone in front of you.
1: (laughs) I I mean, what can go wrong? Nothing. Yeah,
0: (laughs) That's questionable. (laughs) But yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You know what to do. We always say it. Go shoot your bow later.